Not for our friend Amy, but she's dead now. Yeah, she. I think she probably should have went for... <laughs> well, and that's what I learned. Um, one of the girls that I nanny for, who is just a doll, um, she was listening to the song Rehab, and her mom, she's, I think, nine now or ten, and her mom said, do you know what that song's about? And she was like... Yeah, um, she was doing too many drugs and they wanted to put her in a place and she said no. And I'm like, wow, wow. you know at that age. And then I said, oh, well, you know, but Amy Winehouse, she was doing all these drugs. And that's when the mom told me, she's like, she died of alcoholism. And I'm like, no, nah. she's like, she died of a heart attack because she was consuming so much alcohol. I didn't think that that was, a, I didn't think that was a possible thing. Oh yeah, alcohol can kill you. I mean, we've said this so many times before, about things in moderation, right? You know, and that's that's what it. I mean, she took it to the next level. That's what happened, you know. And it's unfortunate. It really is because you hear about people ODing on like you know drugs like heroin and stuff. But alcohol is actually one of the scariest yeah. things to Absolutely. get. It's hard to get off of. It's really hard. It's like, the only thing you can die from withdrawal. With everything else, you'll feel like you're gonna die. But alcohol is the only thing with, with withdrawal yeah, can actually, actually die. die. Yeah. So I, um, I drank a lot in college. I was, um, I hung out with uh, my then boyfriend, who became my husband. He was the president of his fraternity. It was a white fraternity. He was black. Didn't matter. <laughs> I am a girl, and I hung out with him all the time. And I drank. I mean, I was drinking like, I don't know. I'm gonna guess. Because I would shotgun beers. I'm going to say I was drinking about 18 beers a night. Like 18 Natty Lights. Damn. And at the time, I was in college and I was a dance minor. And I was pushing 150 pounds. I was about 148 or whatever. But I was working out all all the time. And I couldn't figure it out. And I was like, why? Why am I, why am I so big right now when I work out so much? And it's just that the calorie intake alone of the 18 beers a night I was drinking. And these were like Natty Lights. So it wasn't like, you know, now I have four IPAs and I'm tossed because it's higher alcohol. It's, I don't even know how many calories are in that. But I, okay, so I was hanging out with all these guys. I was, I was really good at shotgunning beers and it was like a game. Like, oh, pink and shotgun a beer. It's so funny. And then beer bonging, all of that. I was very, very good at it. I excel, excel at drinking. I'm very good at it. Uh, but when we started getting older and we were out of college, I was still friends with the same guys who were in that fraternity because my husband moved on. He kept the same friends and they did football. They all got season tickets for the Chargers together and they were doing all this. And there's one friend who was like, he used to be so much fun in the life of the party and just a really nice guy. And then there was this woman that he met and he decided to marry her. And I told him, I wrote him a letter. I was like, don't marry this lady she's your life is going to be ruined and he was like no i think i love her i think this is it this is it this is the one and then like shortly after the wedding they had their first kid and then they ended up having two kids after that 
and he hid his alcoholism so well. He was drinking, he finally got in trouble for it because he was drinking out of a water bottle at work and it was vodka oh, and he was like God. bouncing down. He, he, he wanted to be a dentist, he ended up selling insurance. So he married this woman who was like not nice. He had a bunch of kids that he, I'm sure he loves his kids now, but, and he was living this life selling insurance that was just making him so unhappy that he was constantly drinking vodka he had one in the car he had one under his bed he had one at work in the drawer and so when everybody finally found out and he's like hey i'm an alcoholic we were like nah and he was like in that withdrawal thing like where he'd wake up in the middle of the night and he had to have that bottle of vodka under the bed because he'd start seizuring but the thing that brought him there was that he was so depressed because his life was so not what he wanted it to be and like, is that like where so much of our drinking stems from? Is like, yes. I just, it, I'm not happy. But see, it's different for me. For me, it's different for you because you're social. I'm, I, I, this I, is yeah. what you, what you're doing because the majority of your days are spent with working at the station, doing your comedy, and it's 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 mostly social. It's not because like you know I I went to a Christian school and I'm mad, so I'm going to keep drinking, or I don't you know I don't get along with my parents, so I'm going to drink. No, it's because the fact of the matter is what you're doing. You the environment that you're in is social, yeah. and so that's. I mean, that's that's part of what it is, you know, just like how I bartend. That's part of what it is, you know, so it but what you're talking about with your friend, that is one of the biggest things that a lot of people go through. But they're in denial because, again, like I was talking about, like how people are, you know, he conformed. Right. That's the problem. The people who try to conform, you know, go to college, get married, have kids. Sell insurance. Sell insurance. Buy a house. Buy a house. I mean, there's so many unhappy stories of like that conformity. Get a get a GMC suburban thing. Yeah, exactly. Those people are that suburban life. A lot of those people are miserable. That's why they pop pills and they drink and they hide it really well. Absolutely. Until until the point where you can't hide it anymore. Right. Because they conformed and they're now miserable. And I'm not saying that's their fault or anything else. I think it's society that says, well, this is what you're supposed to do in order to be successful and you you're a robot so do it and they do it and look what happens and then they're not happy and then they have to break outside the See? box speaking of not happy so amy winehouse death was listed as a coroner by death of misadventure uh and her blood alcohol content was 0.416 0.416 when i blew after my car got flipped uh, three times and they dug me out and they gave me a breathalyzer, I was at .153. And that was four hours after my last drink. Yeah, like she, they said that uh, the unintended consequences of such a potentially fatal levels was her sudden death. Jesus, man. It's a heart attack from death of misadventures. Your body just goes, there's so much booze in here, we're just shutting down. We're yeah, we can't breathe anymore. Fuck you, get out. <laughs> I, I had a friend who died in San Diego because he was drinking with um, Vicodin. He had taken like 12 oh. Vicodin and he was drinking whiskey. He had like 12 shots of whiskey and 12 Vicodin and he died. He had a, his body forgot how to breathe. It just was like, okay, bye. Oh yeah. my God. There, there's, there's been a ton of stories like that. I know one guy who... Uh, drinking and took pills and he was so sedated that he like rolled over like face down on the couch 
and like, he ended up smothering himself <gasps> so fucked up that he couldn't get out. Whoa, of Jesus. So yeah, I mean, I mean, there's a lot to fucking lose with this shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Especially it's like one thing, like you said, if you're drinking to have fun, hang out with people, or if you're drinking, you know, because you have a water bottle full of vodka at your insurance office. Yeah. Or because you have to dress up like Chuck E. Cheese and be around the kids. <laughs> well, that would kind of be a fun job. The drunk mouse is back. <laughs> Dead mouse. Um, the worst consequences that I like have from getting too drunk and and it only happens when I don't eat dinner and then I get too drunk and then I I don't even throw up anymore but the, the biggest one and Poji said this never happens to him I, we were in the car the other day and you're like I can't believe someone does that I've peed in strange places before uh, I've peed in plants in hotel rooms thinking that it was the bathroom I've been woken up by people in a hotel room saying that's not the bathroom Pam peeing in a plant that's happened to me uh, I've, I've peed in the bed you know that happens sometimes uh, but what I usually do now blackout Pam is smarter than smarter than she thinks uh, so what happens now is if I come home and I know I'm so drunk and I'll even sometimes pee first but if I sleep on the floor on the carpet with like my hair, head's kind of buried in my hands I tell Jonathan, my boyfriend, don't, don't move me. Don't pick me up. Don't take my pants off. Those are a sponge to wick up the urine, <laughs> you see. Don't think, you're not helping by taking off my pants, okay? Because Black Pam is smarter than you. And she knows that she's probably going to pee. Don't put me in bed. Don't do that. No pee bed. No, don't do it. Don't want to have to, because... I've woken up, I woke up once, and I think I, I don't know if it was Jonathan or drummer comedian Aaron Barrett, and I looked at him and I'm like, who just peed in the bed? <laughs> Did you just do that? And they're like, okay, fair enough, that was totally you. And then I'm like, ah, and I'm trying to like deal with all the sheets and wash them in the, wash them in the tub, get all the hot water going, and then I'm like, then I'm like, then I'm awake. I'm like, fuck. Right. Oh, but no. so, if I'm ever, if you ever come across me in my house, on the floor sleeping. Don't touch her. Don't touch. It's go- just leave me. Go sleep in my bed because it's not going to be any pee in it. It's going to be way better. Like this is. It's the- this would be a good reason why to wear depends. And <laughs> here's here's a ridiculous thing. I have a lot of baby diapers in my house, and um, so I use them more for like if I'm having my period and I don't want to. St- I don't like sticking things in me when I'm sleeping. I don't. It's just weird. Unless I can't deal with it. Unless it's your boyfriend. Not relatable. Not really. But if you, I'll, I'll put the baby, I'll put the, I'll put the diaper down, and I'll kind of sleep on the diaper so that I bleed on the diaper, and then in the morning just kind of wipe it up. Good. Um, but I should, I should do that if that ever happens again. And I wonder, really, the absorbency of a diaper. If is it enough to get all? I mean, because I peed in the cat box before, and I really decimated an entire. Like, <laughs> it's more pee than you think it is. Like yeah. the cat pee is little pee. I wasted a lot of litter, clumping <laughs> litter by peeing in the cat box. Mistake. I think it, I, I've wore a depend before, so I think you're fine. Okay. <laughs> it's my, I played my a, a lot of role-playing computer games in the basement, which didn't have the bathroom at the time, so I peed in a lot of empty milk jugs and uh, various things. <laughs> Dude, I'm a big fan of the piss jug. As a tell delivery the story. Driver. Tell the story about um, why you couldn't can't play fo- couldn't play football anymore in high school and the uh, art. Oh, yeah. So I was a, a drunk sophomore story. in high school, and uh, I I was a troublemaker. 
and uh, I was in my art class, and the, like, the way it was set up for finals was you would have like, uh, I believe it was two classes a day, so they were half days, but each class was two hours long. So you'd go to one two-hour class, 20-minute break, two-hour class. And I was playing football, and uh, I was in poor shape for a class, but she was like, look, Steve, <clears throat> she's like, I know you like football, you might not be into painting and sculpting, and that's fine. So what I need you to do is you're going to come in on the final, you're going to help me clean this room, you're not going to leave, you're not going to create a disturbance, I'll give you a seat, and you can pass me to play football. I was like, all right, great. So, again, water bottle full of vodka. Oh, wow. Uh, I brought that in, and after my first one, I'm like, I don't have anything to do for two hours. Fuck it. I was bored right before I even got there. So I pounded this bottle of vodka in 20 minutes with this juice. Because like, we had a juice machine. That was when, like, they first started doing, like, the we need healthy alternatives. Fruitopia? Yeah. So, <laughs> so then uh, I get the juice, and I, I fucking slam this water bottle down, and I'm feeling fucking great. I get to <laughs> art class, and I'm cleaning and singing and having a good old time. And uh, sure enough, I've got to pee. So I'm like, I'm like, her name was Miss Braun. I'm like, Miss Braun, I, I got, I gotta go use the bathroom. I'll be right back. She was like, No, you are not leaving this classroom. You're not leaving my site. You're staying in here for the whole two hours. I was like, No, I really have to pee. And she's like, It's too bad. I'm not, here. I'm not getting out. So we had this little drawing room with a sliding door, and I have these empty water bottles. <laughs> so I get a, a this knucklehead who I knew, and I have him watch the door, and I go in there. And start peeing into this bottle. But again, when you're drunk, you pee way more than you really anticipate because alcohol is also a diuretic. So I'm like filling up this water bottle. Next thing I know, I hear the door to the drying room slide open. And then I hear the teacher start screaming, he's playing with himself, he's playing with himself. Call security, he's playing with himself. And I come out of there, like, I don't even get to tuck my dick back into my pants. I just gotta zip him up, pinch it off. And I'm like, what's going on, everybody? I ain't doing shit. And I hand the bottle of pee off to the guy who's supposed to watch the door who failed. And he throws it in. Back to the pee. This is where the pee comes in. He throws it into the backpack, but uh, I didn't tighten the cap on the bottle. Oh, God, no. So he got pee all over his backpack and all over his stuff. Enjoy that, Richard Rains. And, uh... He got pissed off. So then <laughs> she calls up the security. She's like, I need someone to come up here. Uh, I got a student in the class who's masturbating. And so oh. the security comes up on their little golf carts. And of course, I know all the security officers because I've been troubled nonstop. And so the guy's like, his name was Joe, and he was so cool. He was like, dude, you were jerking off in the class. I was like, no, man, it was really hot. I was just adjusting myself. My boxes were all wedged up. She wouldn't let me use the bathroom. And he's like, well, you smell like vodka. I was like, I've got a pack of gum. He's like, all right. So I put every piece from that pack of gum. It was like one of those big extra trident things. <laughs> and I've got this fishing lure full of gum in my mouth. And I'm in there. And I'm talking to the principal. And he's like, dude, like this is like 45 minutes till the end of the school year. What the fuck? And I'm like, man, it was hot. You know, my shit was all bunched up. and wouldn't let me go to the bathroom. And I said, fuck it. I'll go in the laundry room and just, you know, straighten my shit out. And uh, so then this cop had to come in and, like, oh investigate me for, like, some sort of, like, sexual crime in a public school campus kind of what? thing. And uh, he's, like, he's like you know, ask me all this stuff. Like, you know, do you do you have urges to masturbate frequently? <laughs> and all this stuff. And then finally I was just, like, I was, like, officer, look, man. I was, like, I just got really fucking drunk. And then I had to pee. And then she wouldn't let me out of the classroom. And so I tried to pee in this bottle. And she fucking busted me and caught me and said I was jerking off. And he was like, oh, 
alright, fine. And then he goes back and he's like, nah, because the kid wasn't masturbating. He's like, we're more than 100% confident in that. He just had to adjust himself or whatever. But since I got kicked out of that classroom, she failed me for that class. Oh. And I became ineligible for the junior year football season. Should have been like varsity. Yeah, so then I, uh, I practiced the whole year through the team. And then finally, like after the first quarter when grades get like semi-reported, I was eligible again. So I'm practicing all week leading up, and it turned out to be like our homecoming game. And I'm finally back on the field. I'm finally starting. The game's Friday night. Wednesday, my grandmother dies. I have to fly out to Missouri. And then the godmother who I was living with at the time calls up and goes, I can't handle living with a teenager. He's not coming back. And I never got to play. Oh, my God. Again, but I practiced every single day. And I still have my football helmet, because all my gear was with my buddy. And they kind of hawked over my shoulder pads and everything else like that. But he saved the helmet for me. So I saw Aww. That's so bittersweet. And I never played again. And I didn't want to play with other people. And why is Steve Poggi going through sobriety? Yes. <laughs> it seems that this has been... I mean, I know you're 30 now. So that was half your life ago. 31. February 25th, 32. We're getting old. You're, oh, oh, sure you are. Yeah. Aging yeah. graceful. Yep. There yeah. you go. Yeah. So... <laughs> So I mean it's a it's it's a thing. I didn't start drinking till I was like I mean I drank because my parents always drank, but it would be like a sip of dad's beer or they'd be like, Would you like to have a glass of wine at Christmas? And I was so Christian that I didn't I didn't do it. There was there was a Christmas party I went to at the Orvix house and I drank eggnog, which I love eggnog. If you've been listening to other shows, you'll know that I love the fuck out of eggnog. <laughs> And so I would hang out at this one house and they would like be cool with drinking. And I never really got like super wasted, but I was like, oh, I had a couple cup of, cups of eggnog, you know, right. but I didn't really drink in high school. And then I got to college and I was like, I found my thing. Uh, college turns you out. I think I found it. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to do lots and lots of acid and smoke tons of weed. And I love drinking and smoking and I'm good at it. <laughs> uh, I'm fun. I'm way more fun. Like, I went from being like super stick in the mud prissy pants to being like, I am fucking fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so, you, you know, there was that one almost rape, but other than that, it was really. <laughs> almost. They didn't well, I didn't get raped because the, I was. The thing is that I've, I'm, I've always been like, I, hung out, I hang out with dudes. Like, right. I'm the girl that hangs out with dudes. It's just been the way it is. And comedy makes a lot of sense for me because it's all dudes and I just hang out with them. And I've always been that way. I've always just wanted to hang out with the guys. Like, that's kind of what I do or what I enjoy doing. And I seem to be able to relate to them and deal with it. Frack guys and other I don't usually have girlfriends, you know. I have, like, a couple close girlfriends. But mostly I hang out with dudes. Uh, so, ooh, I'm high now, by the way. <laughs> so... <laughs> That, that shit is hitting me. The CBD and the THC are being is synergistic. It's roaring up out of you. They're synergistic. But, oh, so this is this is the rape story. So I was really good friends with all, like, the guys we'd hang out. And we all went down to Rosarito to stay for spring break. And it was the girls. And we were staying in this one place. And then there were the guys. And they were staying, like, next door. And we were all having a lot of fun. And I was like, I was hanging out with just a lot of dudes. And some of them were really cool and well, and one of them wasn't, and so I was wasted, like tequila wasted, like in oh, Rosarito, Mexico, wasted. And this one sleazy frat guy brought me upstairs, and he was trying to get my clothes off, and I was out. And like, 
um, this guy, his last name was McCune, and they owned, they actually owned a bunch of um, cars. They sell cars in San Diego. Oh, so it's like the McCune family. He came upstairs and he saved me. He was like, what the fuck are you going to do to Pam? And I think he hit the guy. And it was like a big thing. Like he carried me downstairs and took me to a different like house entirely and was like, you're safe here. You're staying here. Wow. And, um, and he saved me from a way, which could have been a potential gang rape because I mean it was a bunch of guys in a frat house all in Rosarito, right? And there's right. drunk bitch upstairs. I mean, it could have wow. been it could have been really bad. But one of the guys wasn't a dick, and isn't that so That's, nice? Wow! Just takes that, one. It just takes one. Because that could have altered your whole experience, you know? What I'm oh saying? yeah, yeah, yeah you know, definitely. It would have been that would have been a pretty awful thing to go through in college. Yeah, well, especially if they were drunk and they were like, all right, guys, she knows we got to kill her. All right. That's, <laughs> Our lives are at stake here. Oh, my God. I don't think... I think that they... I don't know. That's what you do with drunk girls, isn't it? In fraternities, you find them, and then they're wasted, and then you all have sex with them. That's what happens, right, in fraternities? Yeah. I mean, I just... (laughs) I, I never went. I skipped that institution. I uh, I stopped going to frat parties my senior year in high school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I knew better. I'm like, because after just seeing what was going on, and I'm just like, I'm like, this is this is some bullshit. This is some rapey stuff I've seen on Lifetime Rapey before. stuff. It's a lot of hormones yeah, getting mixed in with Yeah, it's just like, and the and thing is, and then we're high school girls on top of that, so that's even like, oh, uh, yeah, like you're definitely prey. That's and strawberries in the fruit salad yeah. right there. <laughs> It, you know, I, I've never, I, I've always been afraid of frat parties after have seen what was going on, and look, I went to art school, so we didn't have fraternities. Right. But well, we went, I went to UCSD, so they were all smart guys. So that's the thing is, I was like, oh, smart guys, they must all not be rapists. I, I don't trust. But them. I think it, it goes across uh, all. And 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 it, you, just because you're going to college doesn't mean you're intelligent. Although, UC San Diego is kind of like a smarty pants. You know, I've I've seen a lot of uh, like like house parties where a chick will hook up with a dude, and then like the uh, the the beta males, the, the like lesser dudes, think that like oh well. Since she fucked him, she'll definitely fuck me oh, then, because I'm better than him. And, like, I've seen a lot of that kind of shit. Like, people getting beat up for that kind of stuff and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I had the... the so when I was in high school, I was convinced that alcohol was kind of bullshit and the people that blacked out were all full of shit <laughs> because uh, they were just being who they wanted to be or saying what they wanted to say. Because when you're in high school, you just get drunk and, you know, I don't even like Becky. She's a bitch. Like, shit like that. <laughs> But uh, when I turned 21, that was my first blackout time, and I hooked up with this chick, like, woke up at her place, and, like, had no idea where the fuck I was. No, It was my 21st birthday, fucking, was insanely hungover, and worst of all, like, we had fucked around hardcore to the point where that flap of skin that holds onto your tongue, it was cut in from me trying to extend my tongue further than it was capable of going. (laughs) That was a rough one. <laughs> well, at least you... T- Sobriety. Yeah. yeah. I had her drop me off <laughs> at the gas station. The <laughs> had me drop her off at the gas station. I went into the gas station. I bought a tall can, cracked it open right outside. Didn't know you that was illegal to do and just <laughs> drank it till my buddy Ronnie came and picked me up. There's, Happy 21. Dude, nice. this, this is why they should lower the drinking age, I think. 
to 18. Well, yeah. I really do. I'm sorry. If you're able to go to war and kill people, you I should be able to drink. Absolutely. Because that, that's going to fuck you up, so yeah. why not fuck yourself up? <laughs> exactly. Well, and the thing is that hopefully with uh, the future that's happening, people will be more apt to use marijuana as, as an introductory sort of drug. As opposed to, like, it's a gateway drug. Well, alcohol's a gateway drug. Alcohol, Any Anything yes. is Prozac is a gateway drug. Fucking, yeah. all of it's a gateway drug. And Oxidine. vitamins, vitamins are a gateway drug. Are you fucking kidding me? Getting people used to the concept of taking something besides, like, a food substance. Like, we've made this pill for you. Yeah. Here, kids, take your vitamins. Here, kids, take exactly. your vitamins. That's just totally a way of, like, an, um, inoculating them against the fear of taking drugs. Conform. I won't even take aspirin anymore. Conform. I used to take... I, used, I will take ibuprofen if I'm in a lot of pain. But other than that, like, man, I'm going to smoke weed. I try to avoid taking ibuprofen or anything, you know, unless, you know, if, like, I'm, if I'm really cramping and I'm in a fetal position and I, I'm like, I can't take this, I'll take some ibuprofen. But, I mean, to me, a lot of pills, like I say, they're... <laughs> they're a way to control their mind yeah. control to me sure, sure. and I honestly though I'm a bartender I do feel that out of everything drug wise I think alcohol is like one of the worst yeah it is one of the worst, it, but it's so you okay. You don't it's black so out okay. on marijuana. Yeah, I've never smoked so much weed that I'm like, I don't remember anything that happened. That, right. That well, unless it's really happen. boring. <laughs> You're like, what happened? I don't remember. Any- oh yeah, I just talked to Mike about you know Walgreens. <laughs> I mean, exactly. you still people, you still have people it's in society. It's not a blackout. Yeah, there's a black you out. Well, you still have people in society that talk about marijuana like it's so evil, but they will drink like a 12 pack. Yeah, and I'm just really like, you hypocrisy. you make no sense. You make no sense. How dare you talk about marijuana that way? Yeah. Here, and I'm gonna give and I'm gonna give them some Alta California botanicals. It's uh, we're at the we're at the top of the hour, so we're gonna do. Tell you guys that you're listening to the AltaCast here on MutinyRadio.fm. Thanks for listening, downloading this podcast, or if you're listening live, you guys aren't. I told you to call in. If you have your own sobriety failed or uh, successful attempts, call in anonymously and just get something off your chest. Were you like an asshole sometime? Fucking, you're talking to the gang assholes. We get you. We get you right. Four one five 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 zero zero five one one. Call us from work, Ruby Gill. Yeah, call us. Talking to you. Let us know how you. Well, you know, the other thing I think about too is like. Like with with like the drugs that really fuck you up, like alcohol or cocaine. Once you start doing the drug, you want to do more, more of the drug. Like, yeah. there's been plenty of times where I've smoked pot and then I've just been like, I'm good, man. I'm just gonna fucking sit here <laughs> yeah. for a while. Like I don't I don't want any more. But like when you're on acid, usually you're not like, I want more acid. Now. <laughs> you know? Exactly right. When you're on acid, you're like, oh my god, I want to just survive this. <laughs> Get this wolf to stop singing Christmas carols. Ah, oh, fuck. Why did I do this to myself? <laughs> but if you're on cocaine, you don't oh, you, want to stop You doing. do not want to stop that party. Oh, I hate cocaine so much. It turns me into the... I did cocaine for a little bit, and I stopped. Not because it was cost prohibitive, and not because it wasn't ubiquitous, and not because it was damaging my life in any way other than I became an intolerable asshole when I was on it. Like, I already sort of have a healthy ego and self-esteem and have an ability to talk about myself that surpasses normal human beings but on cocaine i think that i'm a fucking genius that every word syllable sound that drips from my honeyed lips is true from the gods to you lucky you and then you get to hear it 
Oh, and I know everything about everything. It is the egotistical drug. I actually like it. Oh, it makes me such... It, I, I feel like such an asshole the next morning that I don't ever want to do that again because it is... And I must be intolerable for other people. I, I usually like when I'm on it, I just usually speed talk or dance. Uh, but I always get ideas. Like, I'm like, hey, you should start selling your paintings in Paris. Like, where the fuck did that come from? Yeah. Like, when, it's just like, and now you have this idea of like selling something and, and doing it. And like, we can do it. And yeah, yeah, let's do it. Another snort. And then, yeah. And so like, and it's just like. And it's just like, I love this song. Let's dance. That's me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to ask you my mom. You're going to say yes, uh, you're my mom. Sean Rouse, who will be coming to San Francisco to perform comedy when Dave Attell is here, whenever Dave is going to be here, he uh, he has some great jokes where he's uh, he's talking about crank. He's like, you ever tried crank before? Yeah. That shit makes you a crackhead immediately. <laughs> he's like, you do one line of crank, you come up with all these weird business ideas. Like, let's get a puppy. <laughs> sell it for a profit like nobody wants to buy he's like well we'll get a puppy then we'll shave him then we'll sell him for a profit and uh his other one was like he's like i don't know what to tell these kids and i'm not i'm not doing sean rouse's jokes justice here so google search him but he's like i i have to tell these kids you know like if you're going to be drinking and driving you got to get cocaine stay <laughs> He's like, is nobody telling the children how to do this? Correct. Keep them alert. Yeah, I, I, um, but I did a lot of cocaine in, when I was lived in San Diego, and I was going back and forth from LA a lot. And if you're in LA traffic and it's nighttime and you're not on cocaine, you're the only one. Okay, everyone else is on it. I was too. Was. One more Sean Rouse joke. He's talking about a buddy of his smoking a joint that was dipped in formaldehyde. Oh God, the PCP. And the then fake uh, PCP. he said he he goes, I talked to the guy the next day, and he goes. The guy was started freaking out. He said all these demons came to show up and uh, drag him off to hell. And after that, he was so scared that uh, you know he didn't do drugs anymore. And he just went to church. And he was like, "What a horrible drug!" I was like, "Could you imagine that? You wake up and you're like, you know, it's a bad drug when you do it. And then you wake up and you're like, I have a belief system now." <laughs> That's so funny. That's how Salvia made me feel. Oh, I hate that Dude, shit. I, yeah, I felt like my bottom jaw shot through my skull. And I, the first time I smoked that shit, I was driving. <laughs> okay, I was are you driving. Kidding? No you way. Went, you talked to the aliens while you were driving. I was driving. That's insane. And I had That's a, really uh, dangerous. I had this piece Ew. of metal that came off this thing that, like, you go fishing, you stick it into the ground, and then you hook the fish's lip and keep them in the water so they stay fresh or whatever until you're done. And I took the little ring out, and then I took a socket, and I duct taped that around, and I, like, went to, like, a public bathroom and took a screen out of the sink and put that in there. And I packed it. So it was like a fat one-hitter. Packed it full of salvia. I'm driving my 1987 Chevy Caprice Classic. I got the fiance. <laughs> my buddies are in there. And I take it, and I hit it, and I hold it in, and I blow it out. And like I was like, I can't. I got to pull. Oh, no. And then I was like, we got to pull, pull. And I like pulled into Target. I parked in like three spots. And then I got super pissed off at everyone. I'm like, we got to go to Target pretending we didn't do drugs. And I'm like trying to walk in and I couldn't. I was like falling down. Dude, it was so bad. That, the first time I did it, I we were watching Empire Strikes Back and 
they they were jumping out of the screen and so like i'm going around in circles in my living room like steve what the fuck is this shit why'd you do this why'd you do this to me oh my god like the creatures they're coming out of the tv it was really weird and then i lived on the third floor so i kept looking at the tv and then looking at the window and looking at the tv i'm like i should jump out of this window anytime that i'm so high and i'm talking about jumping out of the window yeah i'm not doing that shit anymore i wanted to literally jump out the do, window do, but you remember do you both remember the entire time like you were you you never got taken to the other place i remember like the Dude. emotions and feel luckily i never did enough of that shit to like it, it was the thing is i wasn't there i wasn't lucid i got for whatever i guess it was only like eight minutes or whatever I wasn't there. It was like, I, and I knew where I was because I remember it all vividly. But it was in with the space and the, and the tsunami string and the and the Technicolor tsunami string on the ch- kids' playground, and then telling me, "Come on," and people being sucked into the sky, and like I'm like, "I'm not going." But <laughs> I guess that in real life, I sat on the top of the sofa, and they were worried I was going to fall off, and there was something. I, but I don't. I woke up sitting on the sofa, and I was like, "Oh." And, and they were like, "Are you okay?" I was like, "I'm I'm here now." You and thought you went. Ooh, you went well, to the other I came back. They wanted to take me with them, and I said no. But the thing is that I was like in such I in such an outer body experience that I wasn't in the I wasn't there. Wow. I, I'm telling you, it was like it was this big playground, and I climbed to the top of this one of those old school ones with the triangles. You know, like the when you were little and the triangles of and there was like a swing set over here and I remember the ground like and I was sitting on top of it with somebody and I don't remember who it was but they got sucked into the spaceship oh it like this huge tsunami of like it was like there's this spaceship up there and they were pulling everything on strings and they were trying to get and I was pushing against the wave of tsunami strings and 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 they kept saying hey Pam it's all a con- nothing you believe is real it's all a construct come with us everything's cool just just it everything you believe is nothing come with us we're going we're going in the spaceship right now you're coming with us right and I was like I am not going in your spaceship it was wise for you not to go on that spaceship because you probably wouldn't want elsewhere. I, maybe that's the light. That is <laughs> no, no shit. Come I'm with like us. Salvia, but everybody who's taken it, everyone else who's taken it has had, they knew where they were. Like they knew that they were themselves where they were. I knew that I was myself where I was, but I wasn't in that room. And I've never hallucinated like that before. The biggest Whoa. hallucination I ever had was off the fucking nightmare juice. Oh, Because <laughs> it's like, you know, whenever you get drunk and you get like the spins? Yeah. I like at one point, like it was like being on like a merry-go-round that was going viciously and my out of body, like I felt like my soul was getting kicked out of my body and I was like getting pulled back and I could look down and see myself just sleeping there. Oh. And I had to like use all my strength to like force my soul back into my body and then I <laughs> So I don't know if it was like some intense weird dream that I was having while I was all <laughs> fucked up. Dude, I tell you what, that stuff reacted very poorly with me. <laughs> I'll never do salvia again. I'll never no, do. That's I'll not. never do. I'll never do DMT. I'll never DMT. Do. I will like, in like a shamanistic type ritual, and like I will never do bath salts. Thing. I'll never do bath. I'll never do oh, bath man. salts ever again. Oh, again? You again. Did it? You've done you it. Did it once? You've yes. done it. Oh, you have to tell us about bath salts. Oh What's my god, it was terrible. Story? You have to. T- I, that's it. It was fucking t- my. Okay, Steve again. 
the guy that gave me a salvia. Not me, by the way. No, not though. My <laughs> friend, different person. Different from Steve. Missouri. He's my boy, but he is a fucked up Korean. He. <laughs> He he gave us basalts. He was we were going to this Johnny Walker tasting. So it's like six of us. So we're like Steve's like, "Hey guys, since we can't get any cocaine, I got some basalts." And we're like, "Basalts? What, what? This is before the whole eat your face thing." I was going to say, geez. Before the eat your face thing in Florida. And so basically, you know, six of us, so we all do the basalts, we all snort, and it's like a hard harsh like it's so harsh going up your nose. It's, it's painful. It's almost like, I don't know. I, I've never did meth, but I guess that's what meth would like feel like. Like a burning kind It's of? a burning sensation in your nose. Oof. And so we're, we're on our way there, and we're just all, all six of us are just feeling funny, with the exception of that motherfucker, Steve. He's he didn't just take it? No, he did. Okay. He's just a fucking weirdo. <laughs> but so we're at the tasting, and one of the dudes, you know, he's talking about Johnny Walker, and it's like in a big, like, place and all of us are looking at each other and we're just all like this and moving around like you can tell we were crack well you guys can't see it obviously but right. we look crackish they were in a they were on a dance we team. were crackish were and twitch pop and dance we were starting team. to sweat oh, and yes. you know we were like tyrone biggums seriously <laughs> like, how did it feel what was the like the fi- it was so speedy and you were agitated speedy and it was like you we were pissed off Really? We were was there any off. hallucinations? There was no, no. It's just, it's all speed. It's just so much speed, and and you you feel this ego, but you feel like a monster. Like I want to re- rip his face off. And, but like we're all mad at Steve because like it's like having bad drugs, basically. It was yeah. just, it's terrible. Yeah. It was fucking terrible. And then we decided to do more. Oh. <laughs> why? Why? And after that, it just goes downhill. There was some arguing and uh, some like tears. It was like a wave of emotion, but weird, and agitated mo- emotion. Johnny Walker. I mean, drinking. And then whiskey. we were drinking scotch. I mean, yeah. everyone cries when they drink How scotch. Classy. I mean, that's just pretty. You know, you got people like nice looking formal and like we look crackish. Right. And you're just twitching like, and sweating. Twitching and sweating. <laughs> yes. yes. I felt like a total. And then and it, I could not sleep. I was like, Ugh. just, it was terrible. And I was like, still agitated. And I started cleaning stuff. And I'm like, this is almost as bad as meth. Because that is what it is. It's synthetic meth, y'all. It's synthetic it's meth. Synthetic oh. meth. But I, Stop I, it. That and might be the old The new one's is? like meth and LSD combined. Like, that's where the face eaters come from. Yeah, I this would, it, these are the things that they manufacture in China, and they're just like one and it's legal. thing off. One and little so it's molecule. Legal. It's fucking one legal. That shit molecule was, off. That sucks. It is. That it is like the could, worst calm, come down ever. But, and I, it's, what, but then people want to do it. The kids will do whatever. The kids are so bored. That's why meth is a problem in the mid in the Midwest, right? Because and like. Here. And, and here, well, because kids get bored. Yeah. I mean, and there's they. There's a big meth problem, like, on the West Coast. But I think there's a big meth problem everywhere, everywhere. man. Everywhere heroin I go, and... they're like, we're the king of meth. He- know, heroin is, is the East Coast, though. Yeah, well, heroin. actually, heroin now is coming in more because uh, you see it more because with the pharmaceutical stuff that they get some hooked. Right, the Oxycontin. 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 Yeah. They should, yeah. Another thing I will not touch. I, I got a little hooked on those. Not bad, but, like, I actually had, like, an injury. And then I found that if I took more than the prescribed dosage, I felt great. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, I got into those for a minute. And then I, I didn't realize it was a, like a problem until 
a buddy of mine like broke his hand in the party and I was all excited like dude you're gonna get some pain pills man and she kicked me one or two and he's like crying his bones sticking out of his head I'm like dude it's gonna be good man it's gonna be good this is awesome I can't believe you're so lucky dude oh you're sobriety dude that shit fucking tears you up sobriety is the condition of not having any measurable levels or effects from mood altering drugs yeah see so technically it's like I'm not riding sober because I still have CBD and Sobriety is continued abstinence from psychoactive drug use. Sobriety is also considered to be the natural state of a human being given at birth. I haven't been in a natural state since I was probably 14 or 15 years old, and that's what I'm going for now. Like, Once I get this two months of the no pot smoking, no drinking, then the next round is cigarettes and caffeine. We're getting rid of all this bullshit. Nice. Cleaning your body. Sobriety has specific meanings with within specific contexts, such as culture of many substance use recovery programs, law enforcement, some schools of psychology. In some cases, sobriety implies achieving life balance. Life balance. All right. There we go. That's fine. See, life balance. I I feel out of balance. I'm coming back more into balance, but I don't. You know, it's not a struggle though. Like I enjoy it. Like. That's good then. Because I, I, cause I, when I look at that, well, that's the thing is I think it's, I believe strongly in the momentum. Like that's when you like, you've been drinking for a while and you got all the momentum going with the drinking and you're like, ah, oh, maybe I should, but this is like my routine now. Right. And, and, uh, and the thing is like, since you've done it all, it's, it's just like, okay, so, uh, let me try this, uh, you know, cleaning myself, you know, you know, yeah. changing the lifestyle. Changing another chapter, not saying that I'm not, you know, once in a while going to partake or anything, but at the same time, it's, you're going back to your balance, basically. It's almost like the same way I looked at acid when I was younger and first learning about hallucinogens, I now think about in terms of, like, not being in a natural state. Like, what is that like? <laughs> I, w- I wonder what that would feel like. No nicotine, no caffeine, no THC, no alcohol. Just me. Ugh, it sounds awful on paper. Aww. <laughs> yeah, but a lot of people can't do it. That's true. Or you can do it up into a certain point where something catastrophic or pressure gets coming, and then you need something to help cope. I think that's the big. I mean, it's easy to be sober on a you know sunny Friday afternoon. You know, having fun. I know. I disagree. <laughs> I if it's a sunny Friday afternoon and I'm like, what am I gonna do with my day off? I'm like, fuck, what am I going to do? Like, it's like, Bender's opens at two. Like, yeah. I'm going to go day drinking. Look what I'm going to do with my beautiful day. That's sometimes, that's sometimes on me on Sunday. I can't not, I mean, my, it's like, I wouldn't, I don't know what to do if I'm not, if I, I have a day off. I mean, I feel like sometimes even I take a lot of work with the babysitting on because I know I have to be sober for it. And so I think I know I won't. I think there's plenty to do. I think since you know we're lucky to live in this area, just to get out of the city and go someplace is, uh, you know, that's what I've been trying to do. Instead of like, you know, Sunday fun day day drinking, using Sundays for like, you know, maybe like just going exploring because there's so much to explore. It's super shabbos. I don't touch money. I don't do work. I don't answer the fucking phone, dude. Super shabbos. Exactly. Walter, well, you're not even fucking Jewish, man. Now, now that my uh, that Jonathan's stupid football is over, I can't have Sundays back with him. They won't let me put listen to any of the. I'm trying to get the rehab stuff up. And yeah, just, rehab bartender song. They, yeah, uh, we can play that. I have it all up. 
So you guys are, I am, I am definitely uh, on Alta California Botanicals right now. You guys are listening to the AltaCast. You're on YouTube. Mood altering botanicals. Right now, while you're listening to this, look in the mirror and say botanicals five times and just look at your fucking face while you say it. You can't stop laughing. It's insane. This is the physical challenge portion of the altercast. <laughs> this is uh, rehab bartender songs sitting at a bar here on Mutiny Radio. Bartender, I really did it this time. Broke my parole to have a good time. When I got home, it was 6 a.m. The door was locked, so I kicked it in. She was tripping on the bed. Oh. <sighs> our computer boxes are so unhappy with us and the rest of our lives. Uh... It's just what happens here at Mutiny Radio. Sometimes the internet goes wonky-fonky. It happens. It's okay. Well, it could also be the ghost in the machine saying, fuck you for playing a country song. Thanks, Steve Poggi. <laughs> that was his request. I'm like, all right, it has the word rehab in it. That's fine. Oh, God. Fuck. I don't know. I don't like country music. <laughs> Some people love it, you know. Let them. I don't. I don't. Know I just what to went say. back to Missouri there for a minute. Did you? <laughs> Had a flashback. Flashing back all the flashback way. Flashback of Southwest Missouri, the Ozarks. Oh my goodness. Yes. I don't. I couldn't even point to that on a map. Oh, we're the Ozark Mountains. Yeah, that's some real hillbilly country. Uh, I don't. Uh, I'm. I'm trying to find some sort of. Oh, it's because the YouTube went down. It's oh, okay. Oh, YouTube went down. It's, that was not us. That was them. No, I, I'm sure it's. I'm sure it's our fault. <laughs> I'm sure, it's my fault. Uh, you guys are listening to the AltaCast here on Mutiny Radio FM every Wednesday from noon to two, followed by Y Steinberg's Think Grow Love Radio. She's coming back. I'm excited for her meditation times. Uh, we, yeah, Yehudit and her, and her meditation, good stuff. So this is the AltaCast here on Mutiny Radio. FM. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. I'm joined by Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth, Win. Hola. And Steve Poggi, comedian. I want Steve a cool Poggi. nickname like Sheriff of Truth. <laughs> Man, I'm just fucking. You got Poggi. Hey, you know. here's fucking old dumb face. That's what we got. So, we're gonna. Well, sobriety. I usually, I usually equate sobriety with meaning stick in the mud, but it doesn't have to be that way. No. Well, speaking of stick in the mud, can we can we talk about the game so I can maybe get some yeah, ideas from the listeners? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Can give us a call four one five 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 zero zero five one one. So here's how the game works: um, being sober and excited. Um, uh, the person that uh, I have an interest in now is uh, not it's the same thing. Like they're not sober. Like they're far more tame in anything that I've ever done. Like they've you know been told what to do their whole life through academics and everything else and i've never listened to anybody uh so we're going out on this date and we're going to go to uh point Reyes and do like trail walking so we're both performers so i decided to make up this little game 
to uh, help the date kind of move along, break the ice, and that kind of goofy and silly and stupid. So the idea being is you have like a plastic bag, and then you have these things printed out, and they're all rolled up. So it's just like a plastic bag with a little uh, paper balls in there. And then, you know, you take turns drawing one of the things, and then you have something to do. So the ones that I have so far... Do you need some ribbon? You can take some ribbon from us so you can tie ribbon. them. In the little box, there's ribbon. I'll give you ribbon so you can tie them. It'll be... Make them look like oh, antique like scrolls. scrolls? <laughs> no, because then you're going to get in there to shuffle them all up and they're going to come apart. No, they won't. Not if you tie them with a little bow. Well, here's the thing. After you do the thing, you have to eat the paper. I didn't just talk about that. <laughs> oh, <right>. No. Uh, <laughs> so these are the activities. It's a combination of activities and questions. Uh, and it's kind of like at midnight to where like you're going to get points, but the points don't really matter. So the first one is uh, slow dance to a David Bowie song. That was top priority. I want to put that out there. Uh, tell an embarrassing story. List your pet peeves. Uh, who has been the biggest influence in your life? What should I know about you that I'd never think to ask? When was the last time you pissed your pants? That was a Benjamin submission. Uh, how, like a, how like a wolf for 10 seconds? Tell a story from your childhood in the Christian Bale Batman voice. Have a photo taken of you with T-Rex arms and post it to Facebook. Say a comics comic saw a comet on circa closed circuit closed captioning five times fast. Uh, do your best river dance for 30 seconds. Tell a story when you were scared as a pirate. Uh, draw a dirty picture on the trail. Rap about pizza for 30 seconds. Oh my god. Staring contest, reciting movie lines, first one to laugh uh, loses. Best Chewbacca impression. Tell a stranger your spirit animal. <laughs> and uh, if you got $10 million, what's the first thing that you would do? So, and then also there's like reversals or, you know, take two things. So if you have any more ideas of what you can, uh, what would be fun to do, uh, you know, let me fucking know. However you do that. Nice. Give us a call, 415-550-0511. I'm going to get there. I'm going to be like, hey, I got this fun little game. She's like, that is the stupidest shit I have ever fucking heard of. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> that, no, I think that's awesome. You date creatively. No one does that anymore. I'm trying to, man, because you can't just, because uh, that's no one the thing. Does that anymore. When you don't have the, oh, let's, you know, let's just get a six pack and sit by the water. Like that kind of, <laughs> you gotta, you have to have igniters to get conversations and stuff going. And plus, I feel like if you're comfortable acting like, you know, a T-Rex in front of somebody, then you're going to be comfortable around that person, right? Yeah. There's a yep. method to this myth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and if you if Can you, you want to silly, if you want to get the things for the game, I, I think the best thing to do is I'm gonna like type them out in email. So if you want the email, I can email it to you. And then if you add more to it or if you create your own, you can submit them so we can get like a master kind of list thing going. Because after you've done it before, you don't want to be on another date, assuming you want to play again. And then you know, oh, I get to do the T-Rex thing again. Like, Fuck, great, this is fun. Now you got to keep the ideas fresh. But they're kind of hard to think of. Well, pe making people interact, that's nice. It's like yeah. speed dating, but long form. <laughs> it's like speed dating without the bath salts. <laughs> without the bath And agitation. <laughs> that would be... Someone needs to write that scene into a movie. Someone takes bath salts in a comedy. Someone takes bath salts before they go to a speed dating thing. Oh, I'm oh my God. It's like an Amy Poehler feature or something, right? Yeah. I think so. That, that would be hilarious, know. actually. Yeah. All right. We are... 
about 30 minutes away from Think Grow Love with Y Steinberg coming up here on Mutiny Radio. I am so high. <laughs> <laughs> it's 127, uh, which means that it's time for you to go out to your local dispensary and ask for it by name, Alta California Botanicals. Boo! <laughs> Best tink in the biz. All right, we were talking about sobriety, which I certainly am not right now. Right. Uh, I, I mean, I have plenty of fucking... I was a drunk idiot guy. One time I was at a fancy upscale friend of a friend's place. Wasted as fuck again. And uh, it was like a nice like condo that they had. And uh, I was there. You know, like they're like, oh, dude, this is Steve. He's our buddy. He's fun to hang around. He's, he's just all good. And I got there and I went into their bathroom and like vomited, sprayed all over <laughs> oh the toilet, God. like down the side of it, oh. on the carpet and everything. And then walked out and was like, all right, guys, we got to go. It's been nice meeting you. And then I just walked outside and like laid in a bush for an hour <laughs> <laughs> until, until the guy, the, the girlfriend of the host came down and was like, what the fuck did you do to the bathroom? I'm like, we left. You can't do nothing about it. We, you and yourself. Just me. Just me. My ride wasn't leaving. And they were like, ooh, we're going to have fun, even though he destroyed the bathroom. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. You didn't even try to clean it up. I, I, I didn't have wherewith. I didn't know anything. I was so embarrassed that this happened because I was like, oh, I got to puke. But I wasn't expecting it to, like, spray out like a radius. <laughs> Did you not open the seat? No, I, I don't even think I crouched <laughs> down. I just went, <laughs> and fucking doused everything with... Cheetos or whatever I ate. <laughs> All your DNA sprayed. Oh, man. Oh. And your Doritos. Oh. There was that. There was one time we played uh, beer pong, but we had Captain Morgan in oh, the Cubs. Yeah. And I was drinking Ew. Camo XXX tall what cans. I, for a while, I had a thing for horrible <laughs> liquor. So, like, Colt 45, King Cobra 40 ounces. Some bullshit. Yeah, I, I thought bullshit. I was tough by drinking this shit. No, oh it was just very unpleasant to be around. <laughs> oh, no way. I don't like malt liquor. It does not go with my self. I don't. Mm, I can't hell do no. I don't like no 40s. That shit tastes like piss. Yeah. And when it's warm, Ew. even warm piss. Even like when it's Miller, it's still it's like ooh. Uh, one time I had a, a buddy that went to Europe and he went to Holland and he bought a bottle of absinthe and mailed nice. it back to me and it was like a traditional like wormwood recipe kind nice. of thing. And uh, so me and uh, my cousin's husband, who I think they were just dating then, and uh, one of his buddies, we meet up in Conquer somewhere. And, uh, like, you're supposed to prepare absinthe by... It's supposed to be, like, incredibly chilled, like Jägermeister, right? And you're supposed to pour it over a sugar cube to kind of cut out some of the bitterness and, like, with water and stuff. And, like, they literally have special absinthe tools that you use. You light the sugar on fire and then... This shit sat in my car in the sun for two days. Then we poured it into fucking (laughs) oversized wine glasses and shot it. What? And uh, it was funny. I, I fucking choked it down and I thought to myself... There is no, like there. I don't hate myself enough to drink this like regularly, and then the cousin's husband put it in, and it just came right back out. And then he thanked me for it, and I was like, yeah, "That's pretty nice. Like I gave you something that made you fill up. Like your body reacted as if it was Drano." <laughs> oh my! He thanked me for it. Oh hell no! Well, I had it at a bar here in the Mission years ago when it became legal or whatever here. And some absinthe company was having a party, and 
they were like $12 a piece and they were doing it with all their sugar and all yeah. their shit and blah blah and I'm like 12 bucks Jesus it's not worth that much to me I think Marilyn Manson got into the absinthe market for like a little while he had his own absinthe we used to have absinthe at the bar that I worked at in Chicago, and we used to do it the classic way like that. It was really fun. It was, it was C.S. Lewis was really big on that shit when he was doing the line of the witch in the wardrobe, I think. Wow, I think that's cool. how I had first encountered it, was looking at his Wikipedia page. That's cool. Yeah. Because C.S. Lewis was super Christian. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> we don't have to get so into that go. today. Line <laughs> it down here on the botanical bash. <laughs> Jesus wasn't sober. He loved wine. Yeah, exactly. He was a good dude. Yeah, he liked wine, man. We should say something about David Bowie and stuff. Yeah. You were sad about Oh, it. yeah, dude. I, I cried like a little baby you for cried? about a day. Oh, yeah, oh. dude. I, uh, he's like, like my, he's one of my favorite heroes. Really? He was, yeah. My aunt took me to go see him with Nine Inch Nails when I was 14 at Riverport Amphitheater in St. Oh, Louis. Oh, shit. <laughs> now it's like fucking... <laughs> Old Navy fun zone or something. <laughs> Some corporation bought it. Of course, of course they did. This is in St. Louis, by the way, and it like changed my life. It really did. It was really. It's really was weird. Was Bowie like, headlining? Uh, he yeah, it was the been, outside. Right? It was the outside tour. Outside lands? No, outside tour. Oh, outside tour. His album, the tour. Oh, yes, oh okay. Yes, yes. I see where you're. And it was just mind. the it, opening band was just it was, awesome too. It was just yeah. It was really a, like one of those experiences like. When you see one of your favorite artists and you're just like frozen, it was like that, you know. And I have everything by him, everything. And I, I keep spinning around in this chair, so. <laughs> um, but like, you know. I'm sorry for your loss, then. Yeah, everyone, everyone's been like saying that to me, like I knew him. But it's weird, like I, I've been reading some like the feeds and stuff, and like I'm not the only asshole that feels that way. So. No, yeah. th- actually, I've been really surprised about. The reaction to his loss because like you know lemmy just died and uh scott wyland just died but like there hasn't been the outpouring of yeah. emotions natalie like, cole fans no, where are they yeah but I, I feel like a lot more females were into david bowie than they were necessarily like lemmy or scott wyland so I don't yeah. know if that has it like it I, seems like they, it helped someone through some sort of time or something it or? Did, it, it, well, if you know, the thing is, it's just like, it, you know, his artistry, his artistry of things, too, you know, and what he did, you know, and not even just in the music, but in art form and politically, you know, you know, he was talking about uh, he came out on MTV what back in 1983 and he asked him why they didn't play black videos. And there's an old clip of it, too, that's been posted really? all over like the place. YouTube? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, even with, like, you know, saying that he was bisexual when it was, like, such a, at a time when it wasn't acceptable to do, even be that or come out or play with it, you know, that's, that's something to think about, you know, androgyny, you know, that's an art form, you know. You know, I, um, you know a lot of my boyfriends used to wear eyeliner, so, <laughs> there you, go. you know, there I go, you know, so. It feels like during that time period, though, there was more of, like, a... Like pre-internet, there was more of like a mythology built around stuff because it was like there was no like endless database of information that you could just you know punch in and stuff. So it's like someone would tell you like, oh man, yeah, did you hear fucking 
David Bowie and Trent Reznor <laughs> hooking up or like you'd hear all kinds of weird shit like that. Yeah. And that's just like all just gone. Yeah. It's it's like a it's like playing telephone. Yeah. 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 But it, there, in some way I think that's like how like legends and like urban legend kind of people right came up i don't think i think those are kind of over i don't think you're gonna have that anymore. No, i think bill murray's the last dude, one and you're just talking about well, lemmy he could show up at the bar anywhere yeah and you were talking about lemmy up. he used to always hang out at the rainbow club in hollywood yeah you know you could just go there and you'll run into him yeah know? but it's the, like you don't there's no everyone now is a brand yeah oh, yes this is yes the brand. what's your logo for your brand <laughs> it's not about the music it's about yeah how many yeah. cokes can you sell and not even music it's just it's all all artists now everyone's and the funny thing about that is david bowie hated that period of his life when he was doing that you know you know when he was you know when he sold out he says he hated that period. He's just like soundtrack okay. for Pretty Woman in 1990. Is that what we're talking about? No, no, he didn't do that. <laughs> no, he was. He was on it. Bang! That's that song was on the. Was that on the Pretty it Woman? It was on the Pretty Woman soundtrack. I had it. Oh, on the tape. remake. Oh, the remake. The the the, the, the 1991. Yeah, yeah you're right. With, with, that's right. I forgot about Julia that Julia Roberts. With Julia Roberts, oh, yeah. That movie's stupid. I fucking it's, hate it, that movie. Yeah, well, the myths that we perpetuate. Oh, but anyway. Um, yeah, yeah, David Bowie. Yeah. And I, you know, during the time, like, with, like, uh, Let's Dance and all that, oh, uh -huh. you know, when he was always, like, always on MTV and trying to sell stuff and, you know, he said he hated that period. You know, he wasn't creative. Right. You know. Manufacturing. Right. He wasn't creative, so he stopped doing it. But you see I so mean, many... the opportunity to have money would be so... But, but once you have but, that money and then you're not worried about it anymore, then you almost... You know, but the thing is, like, in order to do it, you have to tap dance and shuffle and act like a fool and yeah. sell your soul to somebody. Play the clown. Yeah. <laughs> dance monkey. You know... Dance magic dance. <laughs> <laughs> you move magic move. <laughs> I, like I can't do the I can't do the rap part. It's a double with the pay, but the book. <laughs> Sounds pretty accurate. Yes, MC Pam. <laughs> that was a good song. But I mean, yeah, you were talking about how everything is a brand, and it's just like, and even the brand isn't even an art form. It's just like you don't even try. Yeah. It's just boring. It's excuses to get untalented people involved with talented people. Like I'll run your social networks and your Twitter feeds. I'll just put out your stuff for you. Exactly. Well, if you do have somebody working like eight hours a day to try to promote you, things, something has to happen somewhere, doesn't it? I mean, it's it's the classic thing of you know, if you slap the Tide logo in front of enough people's faces so many times, they're going to just be programmed to buy Tide. Mm -hmm. I think that's information that we got from the Nazis with their like propaganda. <laughs> and shit. That's what that's what I think of all of our marketing. All of our marketing is backed from a uh, Hitler. And how he was able to brainwash a country in the United States I was like, dude, we're capitalists. Write this shit down. Right. <laughs> yeah. We're going to sell fucking teddy bears with this shit. Yep. Well, uh, I'm just, uh, I don't, don't want to get political. I just don't want to. But uh, I was talking with some comedians and Jonathan the other night. And, and some of the guys from FTW, too, Forever Two Wheels, Mondays, 8 to 10. And we're outside talking about, like, socialism and why it doesn't work and blah, blah, blah. and I said the problem is that we in our country or in our society we don't value work equally and I think that work 
whether it's digging a ditch or building something or taking care of someone or taking care of a baby or writing a story or whatever, okay, all of that is work. And all of that work should be equally valued across the board. And, and then the, and Ian Levy was like, well, let me play a devil's advocate. <laughs> uh, what's the incentive for people to want to be doctors and all that stuff? And I'm like, well, if all the education's free and you can do whatever you want and all of your work is valued the same, then you can do whatever you want to do. You just have to work at something. And it'll eventually work out because people will want to be doctors and people will want to be lawyers and well, it's just socialism. You just don't, just all work is valued the same. But people can't do that. They're like, well, the people that make my clothes, the Bangladeshi, there needs to be less. Or like, we're all people and everybody can give their skills equally. And I, it bothers me that some people's work, which is harder than ours, is valued like so less. Yeah, but then that would get boring. <laughs> You wouldn't have anyone to fight and cuss about. <laughs> well, but wouldn't it be better if instead of spending time fighting and cussing, we all found ways to, like, build together and <laughs> something like that? There's a boo-danical. If we just sat around and looked at rainbows and petted our dogs and, you know, fed each other's cats, this we could make this happen. Yeah. No, there's, there's people genetically that are just cunts and that's because (laughs) of those people and as we get more people on this planet we get more cunts all right our cunt levels are rising and skyrocketing through the the stock market's crashing the cunt market's rising (laughs) and we need to i think we should give everyone a three foot by like inch and a half stick and if someone fucks with you bad enough and you have the capabilities to hit them with your stick you should be able to hit them with the stick. <laughs> and, you know, if, they, if they're somewhere else and, you know, they're away from you and they can't interfere, then you can't hit them with your stick. So you can't give them, you know. I'm just saying, if we all just hit each other with sticks, <laughs> I think we could get to the bottom of the cunt market issue. Uh, you know, I, I do kind of agree with you a little bit in that. Take there a are, swing. Well, there have been times where there, I, well, for it to be acceptable for me, and, and metaphorically speaking, to be able to be like, to tell someone when they're being a cunt. To be like, you know, I wouldn't want to use like the literal stick, but if you could like actually be honest with people and they would take it and you would say like, wow, you are really being a cunt right now. <laughs> and they were like, oh, I can take that feedback in some way. Oh no, that's, that's not going to happen. Change. No one, no one wants no. to hear that they're a cunt <laughs> unless they're at the rock bottom. No one wants to. We're putting feminism back like five to seven years, but we're pushing comedy forward, I feel like, at least six to seven months. Anything <laughs> anything where it's just about one person or one group getting better shit, I, I feel like you're like, it's like almost like a reverse racism. Like, it's not like these people should get more of this. It's like all people should be at this level. And if they're not at this level, we need to you know, make sure they get up to that level. Not like, blah, I'm a female, so I'm supreme ruler of the universe because I cut my hair short and I've got a mustache. Like, that's not, I don't enjoy that kind of feminism. I don't support those people. All right, you can blow your ethnicity out your assholes. Fair enough. I got nothing on that one. I got nothing. (laughs) See, if we had a stick, maybe we could push the (laughs) button. We could figure it out. Uh, If you guys come down to the studio on 
21st in Florida, 2781 21st Street. There's this really kind of cool, weird new art thing up, and it's all of these labor um, heroes from the world. Uh, Some of them I didn't know who they are, but they're all these little explanations, and they're written by uh, Bill Morgan, who is the B on Saturdays from 10 to noon, and his show is called Labor and Love, and it's all about, like, labor issues and communism and stuff. Dude, it's really sad to come down here and read these things and see the kind of shit that someone had to sacrifice their life in order to achieve. It, it's like... And we take it for Harry granted. Harry Bridges was gunned down because he said he should have a 15-minute break. It's like, oh, yeah, my well. God, man. That yeah. shit was fucking... Like, it was borderline slavery, basically. Like, there was not really work. It was just rich people and dumb fucks who put widgets together. And, yeah, yeah. all the child labor laws, all that stuff. Like, Dude, it is really crazy. Little fingers, deft work. And you know what's weird is you would think coming down here and reading this stuff would inspire you. Because all these people's messages were so admirable and noble, but they all got executed. So yeah. you're just like, oh, we're we're just an evil set of creatures, is what we are. <laughs> Solar flare. Let's knock out the electricity and start over. Well, that's I think the we thing. take it for granted. I really do. I think we yeah. really take it for granted, and people don't realize like these people, you know, what they did for us. And then you know, we're just all on our iPhones. Martin tap, Luther tap, King tap, Day. Tap, See, tap, and tap, I, tap. I have a theory on that. You know, like, when you think in the terms of video games, when video games went from, like, Pong to, like, Atari Pac-Man, right? And, like, we've known about those, we've played them, and we've seen everything develop. But now there's kids that come out, and the first video game they play is Call of Duty 8, oh, where they're stabbing Jesus. people in the face, and, you know, shooting, but it's like, that's their video game, and they don't appreciate the other stuff necessarily, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. I agree. You brought it back to video games. Dude, it's all about the Mario Bros. But the thing is, I'm balanced because I still appreciate my Atari. Mm, I got Nintendo 64 like a whore. <laughs> oh, yeah. Aww. I almost bought like those like stupid fake uh, Ataris like at Bed Bath & Beyond. Oh, where they give you like, a certain amount of games yeah. and like, a joystick? I almost got it, and I'm like, this isn't real. This is fake. Thrift stores. That's exactly. And every time when I go to a thrift store, I, I, I don't ever see one. I used to see them all the time. You got to pounce quickly, man. Yeah. You got to wait for the stars to twinkle, the sun to line up in the right shade, Mars waiting. to be in retrograde, and then, you know, you can stumble across a find. I will one day. I will have my Atari back. I was never, I've never been a video game player. Oh, yeah. I've I, never been. It's just never. Nintendo and Super NES. Oh, man. I remember the Return of the Jedi game for Super NES. I still want to play that game. I might go home and download an emulator <laughs> so I can play that later. I just, I can't even conceptualize because I was never good at them. I just, I don't have hand-eye coordination. No one ever is. No. You must learn. First of all. No, I don't you know, have that kind of time. Come you on, know, Skywalker. Listen, I used so to play Super, things I'd want to do. I used to play Super Mario Brothers for hours, and still to this day, I cannot get the princess, but I still try. Yeah, you still try. I still try. And people make fun of me that the fact that I still can't get to the princess. Princess. Well, you know what? If I, there was a Nintendo in front of me, I would still keep trying, and I would do it for hours. I swear. It's not about getting the princess. It's about <laughs> trying to get the princess. It's still trying, and that's on the first Super Mario, ladies and gentlemen. That's sad. Yeah. I I just had to break it down with my date. I was like, you know, uh, you know, we've been talking for a while, and I just got to know, you know, how do you feel about Nintendo 64? <laughs> you know, spit out your feelings now because they're gonna come to light if you try to hide them. <laughs> Oh, 
Yeah. I just don't, I've never I'm never cared about video games, but I don't despise them. I mean, I've watched a lot of them, but I'll usually just read a book. <laughs> while like if he, he, he wants to play video games, I'll read a book. Yeah. I like to read books. I, I like books, but I I mean I'm an old school gamer. Yeah. I'm old school. I stop. Give me I cartridges or give me death. Exactly. I'm I'm one of those. So and I lost everything after 1997. So that's yeah. I just never experienced any modicum of success playing the games, and so I think I gave up so quickly because I just... Determination. Dude, interactive story, man. You gotta earn your story. You gotta get all the flowers, you gotta get the sunshine rays and the fucking blue flute. And Otherwise, you don't find out what happens to Jerry. <laughs> it's like you're... I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, see, that's like me and Pete, we play video games, but I'm the kind of person where I play video games, I immediately set it on the hardest difficulty setting possible, and then, like, let's let's fucking play, son. Let's get some skill going, where he's, like, you know, he's putting in God mode codes and shit, and he's cheating and stuff. <laughs> I can't play with you, bro. I can't play. He's talking about, like, some of the uh, secret moves and shit, and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. The hitting, the hitting shit that nobody else knows. You gotta push it real good. Yeah. Dude, what you gotta do is you gotta get yourself some boot tentacles. <laughs> yeah, get yourself a Nintendo 64. No, Nintendo. And a bottle of water because you're not drinking. And then you gotta get in there and you gotta hammer out Legend of Zelda. They just had a thing. Legend, oh, I a love blind guy beat Zelda for Nintendo 64. No way. It took him five years, but he beat it just based off of audio cues of like. The guys like click, 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 as they run along, and then you know the monster making a noise. That's, That's insane. Insane. And I guess he live broadcasted himself trying this. So it's so weird to see someone playing a video game, and they're not facing the screen. Like it's like his left ear is like lining up to the screen, and he's just working the controller, listening. Oh, damn. It's fucking trippy, man. With that. Uh, this has been the AltaCast here on MutinyRadio.fm. Took us in a weird direction at the end there with the uh, video games. With the video games. If you're not Alta, you're not trying hard enough. If you're not Alta, you're... Uh, I'm definitely on that. Uh, thank you guys for joining us here on the AltaCast. Um, I'm Pam Benjamin. I've been joined by Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth Win, and Steve Poggi. Old dumb face. <laughs> That's my that's my radio name now. <laughs> oh, oh, dumb face. <laughs> uh, if you want to see us later, we'll be at the SF Eagle doing open mic performance comedy. It'll be hilarious. Uh, otherwise, you can always stop by here on Fridays for Bam Tastic's Comedy Clubhouse, or earlier than that for Happy Hour if you want to get a set in. If you're so inclined to that sort of persuasion. Yeah. Um, other and I'll than be that, here in February. Or I'll, I'll you're be at the here like February. all the time. There's, <laughs> I mean, there's. Just look on Facebook. Please just come here on Fridays and Saturdays. I'm like now. I feel like I'm begging them. It's a party. It's a party. It's, it's, a party. There's great comedians. Okay, bye. <laughs> Ed. 
Can you tell me what food relieves insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternative to smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby. Good, because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again. And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altacalifornia.com. That's 4altacalifornia.com for a non-addictive, pharmaceutical-free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4altacalifornia.com. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Yeah, you. You look like the kind of person who has a sense of humor. Oh, uh, is, is the radio talking to me? No, I'm on an internet podcast. Uh, I'm talking to an internet podcast? Don't be silly. It's a one-way form of communication. But I don't want you to miss out on the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2016 from March 2nd through 6th. And you don't have to. You can buy tickets now on universe.com with 24 national and international visiting comedians and 20 local hosts. You won't want to miss a thing. What if I can't be at every show? Don't worry. All shows will be available for free download at mutinyradio.fm until the internet falls apart. Oh, podcast guy, I can't wait to listen to all these great comedy shows and everything else that's cool at MutinyRadio.fm before the internet falls apart. You too won't want to miss a bit of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival from March 2nd through 6th, 2016. Buy tickets now. Brought to you by Subliminal SF, PBR, The Eagle SF, Brainwash Cafe, Asiento, and the great people at Alta California Botanicals. Have you heard of Subliminal SF? Visual and auditory mind control. Graphic design, physical merchandise, live music promotions. Go! www.subliminalsf.com for the most amazing t-shirts you've ever seen. Graphic design for every need and live music promotion. 
some of the best bars in San Francisco. That's subliminal SF, visual and auditory mind control. Go to subliminalsf.com now. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere fun. every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> You ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m.s at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk. Come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host 
find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on MutinyRadio.fm. Freeform Radio for free minds. Did you know that compact fluorescent light bulbs use 60% less energy than regular light bulbs? And that each one saves about 300 pounds of carbon dioxide a year? If all Americans switched to CFLs, we would save more than 90 billion pounds of carbon dioxide. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Muni Radio in San Francisco. People from all over the Bay Area come to the Lindsay Wildlife Museum to experience close encounters with live wild animals. The museum's living collection features more than 50 species of non-releasable native California animals. Visitors can see and learn about wildlife such as eagles, owls, bobcats, coyotes, reptiles, and other fascinating creatures. The museum's world-renowned Wildlife Rehabilitation Hospital treats more than 5,000 wild animals each year with the goal of returning them to their native habitat. The Lindsay Wildlife Museum is in Walnut Creek. To learn more, visit wildlife-museum.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. Safe sex is more than just avoiding STIs and pregnancy, no matter what you're into. Make sure that you and those around you feel safe, comfortable, and are having a good time. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. Meals on Wheels is dedicated to fostering independent living for San Francisco seniors by providing hot, nutritious meals delivered to their homes. They're committed to fostering independent living for as long as possible. For more information, please call Meals on Wheels at 415-920-1111. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. Welcome to the Think Grow Love Radio podcast, where it's all about women coaches, freelancers, and creatives growing their businesses online while balancing their family and personal lifestyle. Hey, everybody. Yehudit Steinberg here, and thank you so much for joining me here today for another episode of Think Grow Love Radio. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for coming on. We're so happy to have you join us. What we do here, we're not bats, we're flying foxes. I am your host. My name is Guy. Oh, I um, am not gay. I am a regular French guy. I am a guy fox. This is uh, my other bat. We are not bats. Fox friends. She's very foxy. 
Charlie. Charlie the Fox, you look very pretty tonight. I like your wingspan. Oh. It's very good. Here we are, you cannot I see us. I grew them myself. Ah, yes. I like your clothes. They're painted very nicely. We are hanging out. You can see or not see. We are hiding in the cage right now. Welcome to Animal Style. Thank you so much to our producer, Julien. He's very French name. We like that very much. The world's a cage in these COVID times. You, you know, yes, the Billy Corgan. I listened to him too about uh, the cage and the being. I am just an animal style in a cage. I am just, and I rage, raging so hard right now. Are you? I feel like a bat in a cage today. You are not a bat. You are a fox. Oh. You are a flying silver fox. I am the silver fox. You are too young to be a silver fox. Here, I cannot. We are hiding from you. Our watching audience, thank you for streaming us live here. We are live. We are foxes. I wanted to tell you a story uh, because I am French. And, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of uh, the ballet Lost Sylphide. No, like you, It is about a flying fairy, yes. Like us, like as beautiful as you. Her wings were very pretty. Like the Castro fairies? Like the Castro. Well, also not gay. My name is Guy. It's not gay, oh. but sure. Uh, they are the fairies. She was a beautiful flying fairy. Yes, in a, in a dream, this man. Yes, a dream. In the ballet, you know, sponge. And he has a dream. And the, the beautiful fairy comes to him. And he says, I want to fuck this fairy. Yes, you know. And he cannot catch her. And he flies, he dances around. And he tries to catch the beautiful fairy. Because, you know, we fly like that. <laughs> he cannot catch her. And so he has this, you know, girlfriend or something. And he says, his fiance is like, oh, I have this dream about this beautiful. And she's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. So he goes to see a witch. You know? Like the ones that they like to decapitate us and put us into spells, you know? That's uh, scary. Very scary, but he goes to a witch and he says, Hi, you witch. I want to catch this fairy. Tell me what to do. And so she gives him. But they dance around for a while, you know, because they are French. And she gives him a magic scarf. And so he says, Oh, I can catch this fairy with a magic scarf. So he goes home and he breaks up with his stupid girlfriend. He's like, oh, fuck you. I'm going to fuck this fairy, right? And he goes out into the oh, wilderness. I've been there. Have you been there? Yeah. Yes. You can fly and watch this. Both sides. Both sides, yes. Were you, <laughs> were you as a fox? But in the, so he says, I throw you to the wind and I run out into the forest with the scarf and I find the fairy. So then he dances with the fairy and they have a good time. And then he puts a magic scarf on her and her wings fall off and she is dead. Yes, she is dead. That's a scary story. Yes. And then the witch, she cackles in the corner. Ah, ha, ha. And at the same moment, his best friend and his ex-fiancé are walking down the aisle getting married. Yes. And then he kills himself. This is the first ballet ever created because it is French. Oh. Lots of feed. It is a microphone. It's scary. It is, yes. It's a scary history lesson. It's not a story. It is a story. It is about... It is a ballet. It was real to me. It was... Well, you have the wings. Very real. You have the wings. Here we are moving around the cage trying to find us. We will play hide and seek with you. Where could we be? Behind behind those little... Behind those little towels, maybe? Maybe? I don't want anyone to see me. Are you you going to hide all night? I'm shy. Clearly. 
It is animal style. You can let your animal really out. You can spread your wings if you know what I mean. You, know. you just told me about these witches and how they want to put me in their stew. I don't think I'm ready. You're not ready. Hey, you have to, you have to get out into the world. Do not be afraid. Do not do it. You must be brave, little okay. folks. Okay. Little flying fox. I'll try. All right. I'm oh, still not ready. You're not ready to come out. Oh, oh, looking around the cage. We could find up there. Oh, oh, oh. No, that was just our dinner. Those were some delicious figs that we ate, you know, because we are fruitarians. I love fruit. I love fruit. I think too. some of the fruit I ate was fermented. <laughs> oh, yeah. I feel funny. <laughs> I lost myself there I, for a second. I just keep flying around in circles and in circles. You know, the butterflies are always drunk. Those crazy things. They live for two weeks. They are drunk and they fuck all the time. And then they die. It's so beautiful. I've eaten a few butterflies in my time, you know. Wish I was a butterfly. Yes. I was still playing hide and go seek in our cage. Swing it around. I did like... Arnold Schwarzenegger there for a second, but no, he is not French. Austrian. I've never been to Austria. Neither have I. I've never left this cage. Do they have cage. witches there? Probably. I, I want to go. I want to get out of this cage. I like my cave. Yes, well, sadly, they do not give us caves in this cage. I, I feel safe in this cage. I feel very safe around you. I feel very comfortable. I don't know if you should feel safe. I'm going to... I'm going to stretch my. There's witches cloth. after me. They are in white, in white vans. They are coming after you. <laughs> they are going to catch you, like um, and maybe perform some experiments, you know, on your brain or something. That's what my mom always told me. Yes. Well, after you have enough of the ripened, fermented figs, we have to test the brain and see what happens. Flying in circles is crazy. Here we are. Animal style. I know it's very hard. It's only been. It's hard to uh, talk. I mean, if we could see, if we could see ourselves better, we would know how to respond to to the world around us. But it's almost like we I'm are blind. I'm not ready for the world around me. It is like we are blind, like bats. But we are not bats. We are foxes. French flying foxes. Oh, oh, you see the movement? You see us flying around? There I am, hanging from the bar. Ah, oh, there I am. Oh, I'm I've, hanging from the bar. The I've bar is very, very low. I've admired your acrobatic skills. Oh, thank you. I've been practicing my handstands for a long time now. I can do those very easily. There I am, flapping my wings. See me, my beautiful wingspan? Yes. Admiral style. Come into, I will, I will hug you with my big bat wings. I think we have to stay six feet apart. <laughs> Maybe the bats is what started this entire thing. I think that was a rumor. I, I don't want to get anybody sick. I do. <laughs> oh, maybe it was the witches. Maybe the yes. witches started COVID because they got sick. Maybe. I, I think that uh, they were using, uh, there are some stew that I ate. There have been some rumbles and tumbles in my tummy. Like there is a mumble and a grumble, like a cauldron in my tummy. You did not see my poop? Oh, was it, was it explosive. the fermented fig? Maybe. Very scary. It's all over the cage. I'll, I'll eat show your you over leftovers. There. Oh, 
Whoa. <laughs> if they made you feel bad. We have a feces addict in the house. This is exciting. I get no idea. CCR. The, the problem is, you know, if you are hanging upside down, your poop just goes on yourself. It, it's like a trickle down problem. You have to. I guess I can help clean you up then. Thank you. Oh, oh there. Now you see my beautiful oh. face. There I am, guy, guy, gee, gee, fox. The, oh, there it's oh. there. You flew right by the, the camera. I didn't want the camera to see me, so I just flew really fast. Well, you know, it's the beginning of the show when I was hiding. I was actually, uh, I was actually smoking some drugs to get ready for this, for this uh, Twitch program. Animal style for. I need the sauce to get going, if you know what I mean. That's the smell. That's the smell. That. <laughs> yes, I smoked my first crack last Tuesday. It was. Uh, it smells like burning crack. Plastic. It's crazy. That is why. Did you not see me in the cage flying around like crazy that day? That was. I was concerned. I was a little concerned. Yes. We did a crazy Zoom meeting with another cage of flying foxes, and I thought it would be fun, you know. Zoom, zoom around my cage room. Zoom, zoom around the cage. Oh my goodness. How do you, what do you, what do you think about the French music in the background? It reminds me of that time we shared in Paris. Oh, the time. I will never forget. Tell me about that. I do not remember the time, for I am always on the drugs. I cannot remember all of these stories. That was the time that you got me to smoke with you. Oh, I do not remember. Oh, I can never forget. Is that when we no smoked? No matter how hard I tried. We smoked the PCP? Is this what we smoked this time? Maybe. I'd say. That's really the sauce. We get, we get in the sauce and get very wet in the sauce with the PCP. Crazy, I do not remember very much of that night I, at all. It was really romantic and special to me. We went to the Eiffel Tower. You took me on a tour, you don't remember? I do. I have. I would like to be reminded of these times for not very many happy times happened for me lately. You had to be my translator because I don't know French. And then you tried to sell me to an Albanian man. Well, you know, we are very famous. Who for... was probably a witch? Maybe that makes sense. There is a huge bat trafficking underground international program. I don't know if you heard of. There's the, the bride. Of, I was going to say Frankenstein, but it was the, the baby bride of Epstein. It's a different, different bat trafficking to witches kind of thing. You keep scaring me. I That's another scary story. I don't remember Epstein. It does. We cannot, they do not give us any uh, Netflix in the cage. We are just hanging here by ourselves on a very low bar, flying around, trying to keep ourselves entertained, you know? Have to stay on this, at the sauce, the animal sauce, there I am. I don't know if I'm lightheaded from hanging upside down or if it's from the figs. I, I think it's a combination of both. Okay. Oh, yes. I'm starting to feel a little more comfortable. Alright. <laughs> how can I make you how can I groom you into being more comfortable so I can sell you to the witches on the international Transylvania <gasps> flying fox baby fox train? Is that why you're always trying to get me out of the cage? Oh, I feel yes. safe in here. Trying to get you inside the box so I can send you in the mail. 
I put you in a box and then inside another box and then I will mail that box to Transylvania and when it arrives they will smash it with a hammer. And then they, they will use That's you. scary. Yes, they will eat your bones. I don't mean to keep scaring you. But... I startle easy. <laughs> Which is why you are still hiding and we cannot see you. I live in the dark. I keep myself in the dark. Sometimes. I live in the shadows. Like Batman, you live in a lair. I don't like men. Men are scary. I understand. They could be witches. Well, then I think they would be warlocks and they would be very much scarier. I think we should give all the men a virus. All right, I'm on board with if this. If they're going to put us in their soups, we might as well get oh, them I sick. Oh, I see, yes. Like our turtle friends, you know. They have a strange salmonella and then people die from eating the turtle meat. It's very smart of them, yes. So we should find, we should make up a new... We should get in the lab and make some real animal sauce. I will give you some, some, some flying fox semen and we will turn it in to a crazy, a crazy mixture. And, and then maybe inject it back. I have very sharp claws. I will poke you and I will put it in there and we will find out what happens. No. <laughs> You're like, I think that's a good idea. I don't, we I don't can infect. We can infect all of the all of the humans and Maybe take over. Maybe spread around the whole world. That would be amazing. And then all the humans will live in cages like we do. I I think that FEMA is already on this tip, on this train. They are trying to put the people in the cages. And oh. the, I think it is a great idea. I'm a, There's I'm no on board with this. no original ideas anymore. No original. Put the people in the cages. Put the babies in the cages. You know, why not? This is what uh, this. I think some people are doing this. We are uh, flying foxes. We do not eat ice. We do not know a lot about cold things, ice. But I think that ice puts babies in cages. I do not know. I just heard rumors. Also a good. Do they feel as safe as I do? The babies in the cages. Probably. I think if you uh, if you put if you put a baby in, you wrap them up and you put them in a tight space like a drawer or something. I think this is a safe place for them. I don't know what their mothers are doing with their babies. Oh, I'm flying by the screen. I, they didn't see me. I hope they didn't see me. Yes, you're very hiding very nicely. I am in the... I, I like the spotlight, I tell you. Gee. Call me Gee. <laughs> said, I am a guy, fox. Oh, there you are again. There we are together. We should fly around together. We should do a very choreographed dance like the Lost Your Feet from the beginning that I mentioned. I, you know, I did a little history today. Understanding. I actually, you cannot see, I have a tattoo. I have a tattoo on my, on my uh, bat wing. You cannot see because I am black and it is dark. And tattoos do not show up very well on, on, the, on my black wings. But it is actually of, it, it is actually of a Lost Your Feet a little. A little fairy because I am supposed to remember things you know about my life and things. Like memento. I, I don't want to get tattoos. I'm scared. You're scared of Does it. Does it hurt? Every, every, of course it hurts. <laughs> what would be the point of this tattoos if they did not hurt? What would be? Oh, I have it forever and it is so easy. You like the easy way out? I thought it. You cannot get out. We are in the cage. There is no easy way. Charlie. You are trapped here I forever. I haven't experienced as much life. I don't know. I haven't experienced life out of the cage. I hear there's witches out there. Yes. Ah! Double, double toil and trouble. Put you in the cauldron. 
Come on. <laughs> I will sell out all of my friends. I do not care. <laughs> keep, keep me alive in the cage from week to week. Everyone else can be sold to witches. And, uh, I think we should talk about your drug problem. Maybe. I know. It's starting to affect my life. Like that time you tried to sell me to that Albanian man in Paris. Need the money, you know, for the, for the drugs I like to smoke. I am sorry if I can sell and you, you keep and me up all again. day. All when day. you f when you fly around on your drugs? Yes, of course. When I'm trying to sleep during the day? Well, what I am trying to do is make you feel more and more uncomfortable so I can groom you into being, you know, so I can sell you over and over again. That is why it is uh it is like why a Why do I keep coming back? I'm I just going to I don't understand again. why you keep flying back to me. I I've grown I don't understand you. it either. My feelings. You have to. Or right, Fox, you have no feelings, please. Yeah, we are hanging from the very low the, bar it's here. It's not all bad. There's romantic times like that time we went to Paris. It was romantic, was it not? And I fed you the figs. As this is the thing, is I just have to give you the fermented figs. And I can I can make you do whatever I want. You don't even remember. He's perfect. Perfect. Now I am now I'm becoming like a predator fox. Like a different kind of fox. I'm a flying fox. I'm not supposed to be a predator. But look what this cage has done to me. I think it's a conspiracy. I think maybe you're in cahoots with the witches. Of course. You've figured out the plan. Oh, I'm so naive sometimes. Yes. Of course I have been working with the foxes. With the witches. I'm a fox. I mean, like, uh, you know, witches, they like to have a familiar. You do not, I mean, they have a familiar. Usually they are cats, but sometimes they are bats. And I am not a bat, but I have fooled the witches into thinking I am a bat. So there we go. I'm undercover. I am an undercover fox. I like being undercovers too, because I can hide. I know you're so romantic on the covers. No. Oh, yes. And I will take, I promise someday I will take you to Paris again. We will hide in the caves. We will go down into the catacombs, you know, where all the dead people are. And we will uh, fly around in the dark. It would be very fun. Like we are now flying I around. do feel comforted around dead people since they're trying to eat me all the time. All the time. They could be witches. They could be witches here in animal style. Now that I feel like we are best friends with you here. Hey, Julienne, it's a question for our producer. We have been doing it now. We have, I feel very, I feel the animal style. <laughs> I feel that I need to smoke something more to be able to, to keep uh, being in the cage with, in front of everyone. It just, it can be very embarrassing. That I am again. your drug problem. This, yes, of course. It is, you know, Halloween is very romantic. One of those things, you know, you get, you get, uh, get very romantic. But I don't like the witches. I like it on Halloween. You cannot I can't tell. tell which humans are the witches and the real witches are not the real witches. Actually, I don't like Halloween at all. Can I stay home this year? You can stay wherever you want. Yes, the witch, it's hard to tell who is a witch and who is not a witch. I have done some witchy things this week, I tell you what. <laughs> I think we should just put all the 
humans on trial and see if they're witches or not. Oh, this is a good idea, like the crucible. We will check, we will see. All of the women are witches. And then we will take all of their land and keep it for ourselves. Just like what they did back then. That's why I keep <laughs> flying back to you. You have all the good ideas. All, <laughs> all the ideas. Well, I think that uh, this has been the 20... The, the, think, no, that's five. The 20 minute of animal style that we have done. That we have done. We have been successful. We have did it. We have it done. And I'd like to thank... I'd like to thank my other bat, Charlie, here for being part of Animal Style today. And I'd like to thank Julian for being our producer here on the Twitch channel, on the Green Rex. And that has been us. That has been Guy Fox, my special guest this week. Charlie. Charlie. And, uh, all right. Don't tell them where to find me because I don't want them to find me. You can find us next week here at 6 o'clock on Green Rex Animal I just Style. told you not to with say it. Fox. We'll see. I think that we could talk to different bats in the cage every week until we decide to be jellyfish or something else. <laughs> I don't know. I never know what's going to happen. Oh, are we done? Good. Thank God. Yay! Rachel, we did it! Yay! There wasn't a lot of action happening. No, there wasn't a lot of action happening. Hey, everybody, that was uh, that was that was that was Rachel Pinson and me <laughs> doing Pam Benjamin. Pam Benjamin doing ridiculous things. Now you're tuned into um, uh, thank you, Julian. Now we're tuned into MutinyRadio.fm. It's happy hour at seven o'clock. We have a live comedy show. I'm gonna play some music. Until then, and we're gonna see what happens. Thank you so much. Did that work? Were you are you happy, Julian? Where are were we okay? Good. I'm so happy. Yay! It all worked out. Yay! Yay! Well, now thank you. I'm gonna deal with the mutiny radio stuff. Yay! You're the best, you're the best. Yay, yay, yay! Okay, bye bye. All right. So, uh, hey, we're at Mutiny Radio. I'm going to play some music. And then at 7 o'clock, we have comedy outside. And don't gather. Definitely do not gather. But we're going to be six feet apart from one another. And we're going to do some projected jokes outside. It's going to be a lot of fun. Here on Mutiny Radio, I'm going to put some music together when I think about stuff because it's hard to do two things at once, like talk and type and think of song, and I just have to go to what I usually think of. Oop, does anyone want to give me that? Okay. I'll, I'll put this, I'll just put this up until I figure out something. Hold on. I can't do two, th I can't do three things at once. I can't do it. Uh, but thanks. That was, that was fun for me. Okay, I'm gonna put on this old morning train, and I'm gonna do this, and then I'm gonna do this. I love the love time, never for money, always for
on my mind and hands I work all day making up a, a burlap bag
Check, check, check. Oh, fuck. Oh. Oh, this is so nice. You better come on up and uh, get down with me. I make it feel real good. 